Welcome to Vet Zone, where passion for animals, science, and medicine lives. The Spiracular Tick Plate of Breathing I got my scuba diving certificate roughly around the same time as my driver's license. Most days, I would rather commute by scuba than driving, but that rarely works out for me. The French explorer Jacques Cousteau loved the ocean far more than I did, and foresaw a future where science would surgically implant gills to allow people to live underwater. Not that anyone would want to, but Cousteau's future world could surgically remove the gills and let people back on land for a while. If Jacques knew the mechanics of how ticks breathe, I wonder if he might have preferred a spiracular plate. While these plates would not have provided common ground for him with the fishes, they would have allowed him to live underwater for extended periods of time. The average tick survives and partially breathes for up to two weeks underwater, one of nature's original scuba divers. Unlike the diving bell spider who uses an air bubble to dive below the water surface and eat aquatic insects and crustaceans, the tick's underwater abilities represent mere accident insurance. Many ticks only feed a few times over their lifetime, which spans years. Most of their life consists of living relatively close to the ground. On top of that, many tick species move slowly, and often not too far. Some ticks don't crawl more than a few feet in their entire lifetime. Of course, there are exceptions. The amblyoma genus displays unusual aggression and mobility. Amblyomas also sport simple eyes, whereas many ticks live without sight. Thus, most ticks live close to the ground, have low mobility, have limited to no sight, can't jump, and obviously can't fly. With ticks preferring humid regions, rain and flooding present constant threats. When you walk along a grassy trail, did you know that ticks prefer grass stalks on the path's edge? Pretty smart, since edges present greater host traffic than the center of a field. Combined with strong winds, paths near streams could lead some ticks onto unfortunate underwater adventures. How do spiracular plates work? They serve as respiratory covers and situate themselves just behind the last pair of legs on the tick. The plates look somewhat like a racetrack, sometimes more oval in males and circular in females. Small pores or aeropiles perforate the track and allow airflow through an interconnected labyrinth which converges into a larger space where the atrial valve controls deeper air motion. The visually prominent ostium comprises the center of the racetrack and has misdirected researchers for years. Initially thought to be a respiration opening, we know it to be just a scar from its nymphal stage and oddly looks like a belly button. Very cute. Gas respiration occurs beyond the atrial valve, deeper within the system. Like all land animals, the magic of breathing relies on controlling a thin layer of moisture across a cellular interface for the passive exchange of carbon dioxide and oxygen. Too much water, no gas exchange, something that in English we call drowning. Too little water also stops gas exchange. And too much water loss causes dehydration, another avenue for death and one of the tick's greatest risks. When not feeding, ticks use the atrial valve to control the flow of air and moisture. One might presume that when ticks fall into water, 
they seal the valve and hold their breath. One might presume wrong. Ticks don't have to hold their breath. They can breathe underwater. When exposed to water, the tick's spiracular plate serves as a plastron. What's a plastron? Well, thank you for asking. In entomology, a plastron consists of a series of hairs or bumps that traps a layer of air. This nifty little layer of air not only prevents water from flooding their system, but also allows the tick to extract oxygen from this thin layer. Oxygen and carbon dioxide passively equilibrate with the water. While not as effective as the plastron of aquatic insects, ticks sport a breathing apparatus that provides weeks of underwater life. If only they could appreciate it. What I wouldn't give for that ability. Side note. For respiration, some aquatic insects have gills or other fun options. So washing a tick down the drain or flushing it down the toilet places them on a journey far away from you, but doesn't necessarily kill it. Chemicals on the other side? Probably, but not necessarily. Researchers often need to remove bacteria from the outside of ticks, and do so by dunking them in alternating baths of bleach and hydrogen peroxide. The result? A shiny, sparkling, perfectly happy tick. Remember, above all else, ticks survive. For millions of years, ticks have outlasted their hosts, and they plan to outlive humans. While both human implantation of spiracular plates and gills seems unrealistic, we can dream about them as wondrous possibilities, just like the dream of a tick-free world. Thank you for listening.